Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecaster here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, September 24, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We actually have a lot of stuff on the docket today. The market did a lot from an intraday perspective, so we do have a lot to cover. So let's get right to what jumps off the page on the daily chart. We have three lines on the screen. We'll get to those in a moment. A couple of things that jump off the page at me on the daily chart are this. We have the 100 period moving average. You can see here it comes in today at 319.70. Low of day today, and this may be partially off the screen for you, low of day today is 319.80, 10 cents above the 100 period moving average, which is also where early in the morning the market staged a reversal and a pretty stout rally away from that area. Here's an awareness thing. We know that what the market does around certain important areas is comes up short on the first run, spikes through on the first run. Very rarely will it hit on the nose and reverse from there. So when it comes up short to a specific area, an important number, it's generally speaking in the larger scheme of things, a rope-a-dope, shenanigans, one of those type of situations. Not to say they didn't have a rally today, they did. It's to say that They'll generally be back at some point in time. Today is less likely a bottom than more likely a bottom. Why else do I say that? Well, it's not just the 100 period moving average. In fact, that's really not the reason at all. I had a better specific target of 318.92. Didn't have to stop on a dime there. It's just a number that wasn't satisfied before in July. And it was not satisfied today. We came close yet again. So I have to believe from where I sit, and this is just based on what my work tells me, they're going to have to go get that number. And the fact that they came close again and bounced away takes the allure of that number off the table. It's not the same trade as it would have been had they hit that number today and bounced away. That's just the way the market works. It's no different on our stocks on the move. We see that all the time. Something will come up. 10, 20 cents short, bounce away. The next time down, we don't want the trade. It's not the same trade. There's no sloppy seconds here. When they come close and they rally away and they give what would have been the deal, that's it. The trade's over. Don't chase a trade that never was. There's one more specific thing that really hops off the page on the daily chart. Can anybody guess what it is? That's right. A few of you got it. 323 41. What was the closing price today? You can see it here on the right side. 323.42 closing print. Are there any accidents or coincidences as it relates to the market? No, there aren't. In fact, I don't believe in accidents or I believe in accidents, but I don't believe in coincidences to the tune that most people do. I don't believe in life there are such things as coincidences. I'm one of those people that believe that everything was meant to happen, was meant to happen for a reason. If you bump into somebody after not seeing them for a long time, that's not a coincidence. That was something that was meant to happen. So here's the way we're going to look at it. The more and longer they play games with 323.41, the more important we can say that number is. That number was important. 
We know it's important. It was important a few days ago. It's still important. Here's a 15-minute chart. Remember this from yesterday, this area where they fought that same number, 323.41, before giving up the ghost? Well, guess what? Here we go again into the closing bell. They pop over it, they fight the number, and they close. And this is a 15-minute chart. You see the closing print is 323.50, but the daily chart, the official close of the day, 323.42, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No thy numbers. Where does all that leave us? What's the scoop? Can they still rally away from this spot? And the answer is yes, they can. The longer they hang around down at this spot, the more evidence builds that they're going to end up going lower. Satisfy 318.92. And also we have a 314.35 below. That's a give or take. That's a number that comes out of the calculator, but that's not necessarily the number the market has to stop on a dime. Could be slightly higher, could be slightly lower. If you've been around for a while, you know how this works. Staying above, and we're talking about, for example, on Friday, staying above 323.41, the market's in okay shape, and they'll do what again they did today, tomorrow. They'll try and do what? They'll try and climb up the breakdown candle high. That's what they did today. They got about halfway home and rejected. Let's take a look inside the numbers, see what we have. We had some good numbers on the board today. I want you to see them. If you're at all active in the market during the trading day, you need to consider inside the numbers because the numbers are generally pretty good. We'll get to stocks on the move later. Happy Thursday. It's a wake up flat kind of day. We had a pretty good down day yesterday. It's not uncommon for the next day to be somewhat on the flatter side. The question on the board early on, this is like 6.30 in the morning, are we in for a bull-sponsored repair operation or a bear-driven continuation decline? We actually got both. Moving right along. So let's see what we have in the early thoughts. The market was melting down closer to the opening bell, so there's another big fat round number upon us, ES3200. They did hit that number. Also, SPY320. Newsflash, the swings will be wide and sharp in both directions. That's what happens when you get an expansion in volatility. Less experienced traders need to be aware that under normal garden variety market conditions, they are the prey. It's like sitting at a poker table. If you don't know how to play poker and you sit down at a table with professional poker players, what do you think the outcome is going to be? Need I say more? The awareness is not to get chopped up, no guessing. When we have a market that's likely to start and get very whippy and go in both directions rather quickly, the lesser experienced trader has a tendency to get shaken out of the market really, really fast. So my point here is let's try and avoid that situation. As for stocks on the move, we only have to watch the ones that are coming close to their targets. We had a nice, healthy list again this morning, and sometimes I get emails from traders saying, hey, how can I manage all these trades at the same time? And the answer is, you don't have to manage all those trades at the same time. These are opportunities on the board. Very rarely do you even get more than one hitting its number at the same time, let alone all of them at the same time, let alone all of them hitting in the same day. They're opportunities. The likelihood of them all hitting their numbers in the same day are not likely. Sometimes it happens. Yesterday we had all but one hit, but the majority of the time, and again, this goes back to the 80-20 rule. What happens the majority of the time? What do we get? 
we have six or seven on the list, what do we get? Two or three. That happens the majority of the time. All right, enough of a sermon. Let's keep moving along. Let's get into what happened when the bell rang. First, leading right up to the opening bell, we have a couple of points that were made. So if they're going to have a shakeout operation, and a shakeout operation can happen in both directions, up and down. So here we go at 920. If they try and pop them up at the open, the zone to watch for is around 3215 to 3220. That's in the ES. Getting through would be a win for the Bulls, but the Bears would likely have an issue with that, meaning that's resistance. Now, you got to see this. You know the routine. Right of the vertical is today's activity. So check it out. What I did was split the difference. 32.15 to 32.20. How about 32.17.50? What was the high here? The high was 32.19 and a quarter. So the market opened the day. This is the 9.35 candle, candle ending 9.35. The opening print was 32.12. They run up right to 32.20, just short of it, and fall away to where? The big fat round number. What's down here? The low of day, 31.98. Now, this all happens quick. So if you're a trader looking for a short at the open, you're looking to sell the initial pop. That's what a lot of traders were waiting to do. If that wasn't you, or you're not comfortable with that, or you didn't know to do that, don't worry about it. It's not an easy trade. This is for mainly experienced traders, the opening trade. These are the ones that are not willing to have patience. These are the ones that are saying, I'm going to trade a certain number. These are the ones saying, I'm willing to trade a certain number. I know the numbers. I know my risk. I'm in. Now, here's the other side of that. You know there's going to be a bounce under normal market conditions the majority of the time using the 80-20 rule at a minimum that there's going to be a bounce at the big fat round number. Maybe it's a few points below, maybe it's a few points above, but we go through this all the time, and you know what happens. Two things. A, the big fat round numbers are magnetic. Whether price is moving up to them or down to them, they are magnetic. So price is drawn to the big fat round number. And then you have a flurries of buyers and sellers, whether you're moving up to a number or down to a number, you're going to have buyers at the number moving down to, and you're going to have sellers when you're moving up to the number, the big fat one. That's just the way it works the majority of the time. Therefore, if you're in a trade shorting the market in that zone first thing in the morning, then guess what? You have to be willing to take profit, A, along the way if you're treating it as a business, but B, around the big fat round number because more often than not, you're going to get a bounce. Now, you don't know whether you're going to get the rip your face off rally. You don't know whether you're going to get a 5 or 10 point bounce or a 15 or 20 or 30 point bounce. You don't know until it's underway. Start closing above certain stuff. Then we have something to put our teeth into, to sink our teeth into. But during the morning rush, we have to take what the market gives us. It's fast. So those are a couple of tidbits out of Trade School 101. Therefore, let's move along. So you know what happened around the number. We just described it, so we don't need to go through the notes of that. You can pause the video, read the notes at your leisure, and I urge you to do so. Read the notes, then go back to the charts and see if yours truly was right. How about Tesla? We'll get into stocks on the move later. All I can say is I ended the day not only with the schmuck shirt, but I had the matching hat. Now, here's another one. 
948 back above 322 and the selling will likely subside. Sometimes we have to use the ES numbers and then I like to switch over to the SPY numbers as quick as I can. But when the market's moving a lot in the pre-market, I have no choice but to use the ES numbers. I can't get that precise until after the open with the SPY numbers the majority of the time. Unless there's a really important number nearby, that's a different story, then I'll give both. Here's that five minute chart again. Now here's 322. Now here's what I'm talking about. They popped over 322 by a lot. They came back a little bit below, but not too much. And then you can see where 322 was once again support before they took off again. And then where'd they finish the day? Testing 322 again. So early on, one more time, we have another number that was important pretty much on both ends of the day, in the morning and late in the day. Know thy numbers. Moving right along. How about 9.55? If they keep going northbound, the next spot of resistance that should see a reaction is 323.75, give or take. Here we are again. Now, just to reset the table, here we are down here at the opening bell. We rally up. Don't mind the 323.41 for now. It was 323.75. They got a little bit over it in the whippiness behavior, making a high all the way up at 324.65. But guess what? That number, or at least the concept of that zone, was in fact resistance. Why is that? Wasn't that a former breakdown area? Didn't the market run right back to test a former breakdown area? Sure, they got through. You don't know that they're going to get through by a lot or by a little or not at all each and every time. This is the concept that we run off of. These things happen the majority of the time using the 80-20 rule. So here's the trade. If you're long trading up, meaning you're trading the market to get back to the breakdown area, you're using the resistance area, 323.75, as an exit. If you're trading short, waiting for the market to react from that area, generally speaking, the majority of the time, they're going to have a reaction from one of these areas. Now, today, they ran through it a little bit, but we were warned in the morning that we have to be aware that they're going to spike through certain numbers when the market gets wild, an expansion of volatility. That's why I bring it up. Did the market do what it was supposed to do after that? Yeah, it pulled back. Then what did it do? Put in a higher low, took off from there. Now, you don't know that's going to happen, but the point is, that's what happened. Still yet, that same zone around 323.75, give or take, because it was a former breakdown area, you could see where the market still chose to retest it or run a test a couple of more times. And then what was support becomes resistance. What was resistance becomes support. The end of the day, what happens? And you can see this became like a little zone in here. 323.75, 324, 323.41 we know about. It all goes back to know thy numbers. Let's move through the notes a little bit and scroll up. And you can pause the video, stop the video, and read the notes. And then go back to the charts and see what happens. See if I was right, wrong, or indifferent. 10.07, next stop, three and a quarter, big spot. I changed charts on you just to keep you on your toes. A little bit of a short hop, but here you go. So here is 10.30. They didn't get to 3.25, they pulled back. But guess what? When they did get to 3.25 by noon, by around lunchtime, what did they do? They pulled back. To where? What was the low here? 323.51, not too far away from 323.41. Think that general zone is still important? Yeah, I would say so. If you're looking for a tour guide 
for the markets during the trading day, this is your spot. And moving right along. Hanging around 323.41, you could read the notes and do whatever you like with the information. There's something else in particular that I want to bring to your attention. So the meat of the bones here is more of the same numbers repeating over and over again. So you can read that and go through it. But what I want to show you is something different. Let's keep going here. And what I want to show you is one of those things where it's the hashtag reading the tape kind of thing. It's a little bit further here. 324.75 is important, okay? So when the market was above, you could see here, I'm saying if they have a decent pullback, 324.75 to 325 would be support. So here we come again, 324.75 is pretty important. Now we got to reset the table. We're back to a five-minute chart and we're over here. So the market makes a top and it pulls back. So we're saying if the market pulls back to that 325, 324.75 area, should be important, should get a bounce from there. That is ripe traditionally for a long trade. Now, you did find support. They got a little bit lower and they bounced back up to a high of 325.56. And then they started to fail. And here's what happened. Switch charts again, but there's a method to the madness. So here we go. So this candle here, you can see the 14.30 candle, 1.30 p.m. The closing price on the hour was 324.54. What you'll see here on the 2.30 post, in my book, 374.75 was important, and they closed the hour below. It's quiet, and there can certainly bounce back above. But painting by the numbers, they may need to go lower yet back above and closing candles above and she's likely good for the rest of the day three should be a three it's a two but it should be a three three seventy four seventy five is important they closed the hour below and this didn't have to happen but it did happen i was suspicious and they scaled away this is why i have a set of rules this is why we paint by numbers doesn't always work out that way but when you're cautious because something happened Usually, you keep yourself out of trouble. So they had a bounce anyway. We saw that. So what I advised traders to do was take the money and run. And then we get into the end of the day, and that's about the end of it. Was suspicious on the hourly close. Now you can see why. Last hour of the day, we know the routine. Anything goes. What about Camp IWM? What do we have here? So we had a specific number of 141.83, You'll see today that the low wasn't right there. It was, in fact, 142.09, so they didn't do the deal. That's one of those shenanigan things. They're going to have to come back and satisfy that number. Now, when they do, let's say it's tomorrow. Let's say it's three weeks from now. We don't know. But whenever they do, it's not the same number anymore. It's still 141.83, but it doesn't have the same meaning. Here's another one for you. Again, with the there are no coincidences. So yesterday's closing price happened to be 144.07. What's today's closing price? 144.07. Any accidents or coincidences? You know the answer already. Getting back inside of yesterday's close can create that scenario where they want to climb the breakdown candle high like they were doing today in the middle of the day during the trading day. But to close on the number, they're kind of telling you, hey, I'm not letting you know what's going on. You're going to have to play the guessing game or you're going to have to wait. So guess what? We'll wait. How about the RSP? Any new information here today? 
Not really. They did close above yesterday's closing price, but it doesn't really matter. It's not a big deal either way. There's really no new information in the RSP. So what do we do? We move it along. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, here's what we've got. They started to rally early in the day. They fell away like everything else. So what we still have is a bearish flaggish pattern at the end of the day. No new information, nothing changed from yesterday. They're still below the 20 period moving average. And all they did was eat some more time off the clock, building energy for another push lower. The way that gets taken off the table is they have to get back above the 20 period moving average for starters on a closing basis, on a daily closing basis. First, of course, hourly, but they have to close the day back above the 20 to take this bearish flaggish thing off the table. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? What's going on out there? More of a dead caddish bounce in the market today in the queues. It's the same story we just covered with the transports. They're really just making another bearish flaggish thing. It's not the first one, not the first bear flag. We had one here, they went lower. Now we're making another one. Are they going to do that and step lower one more time? That is the prevailing wisdom. That's what the market's telling us today. Until and unless that changes, that's the storyline. Wake up green on a bullish day, and what are they going to be doing? They're going to be going toward the breakdown candle high, and the cues happens to be 272.34. If they can get back over the 50-period moving average, you have a repair operation underway, and the rest will be history. What about the XLF? I had a litany of emails about the XLF. Okay, so here's the deal. I need to clear something up. I think some traders misunderstood the XLF. So let me just give you the scoop. When I talk about a number in these videos on a daily chart or a weekly chart or something like that, it's not a 50 cent trade. It's not a 10 cent trade. It's not a scalp trade. It's not a trade for five minutes. If I'm looking for a specific number, I'm expecting that number to hold for days or more. So if I'm expecting it to hold for days or more, I'm expecting more than 20 or 25 cents, stuff like that. So here we have a situation where the XLF hit an important number that we've been talking about for quite some time. The number was 23, it spiked it by a few pennies, reversed, and it went back up. Now, no great shakes for the XLF today. They just hit an important number and bounced off. Here's another word to the wise about these kind of situations. This number may be tested a number of times. We also said that if it doesn't hold, there's a safety net down at around 22. So what did I say? Half a 23, half a 22. If I didn't say that, I should have said that. Either way, at this point, no harm, no foul. Anybody in at 23 is in okay shape. This thing is not going to move $5 in one day. It doesn't work like that. But if the market's getting smoked, it's going to go down to 22. I will buy more at 22. What's my target for my first exit? Meaning when I will exit half the position. 23.90, 23.95, 24. In that neighborhood, right around where the 100 period moving average is right now. You get above there and you clear this high here, which won't be easy. If you do that, it opens the door for the gap up here around 24.70. That's the XLF. What about Smash Mouth? So Smash Mouth was down around this double bottom. It's tested it three times now. This is the third test today of that area. Eh, technically, I suppose it's a second test. You had a low, a retest, and now a re-retest. It's just one day's worth of trading. What we can't help but 
notice is this thing here. So each day the market's going to go up, the market's going to go down, but until and unless you break to the downside or break to the upside, this is just in a channel going back and forth, back and forth, creating a bear wedge, bear flag pattern. That's smash mouth. Now, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss today, so we will pull the ripcord here. I'm David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.